Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys and a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. Ho, ho, ho. We are week two into December, running through our holiday horror movies. You know, I think we've said in years past that it's kind of tough finding a horror movie for the holidays, but Craig, you recently sent me a huge list on Bloody Disgusting that went on for pages. Mm -hmm. There are dozens (laughs) of Christmas movies out there we haven't even done yet that either somehow are related to Christmas or take place during Christmas or flat out Killer Santa Claus or Krampus part one, two through five, (laughs) all of varying qualities and things like that. It does seem like a way more than Halloween, maybe. We're really not going to be wanting for Christmas horror movies for a very long time, I think. True. So it kind of becomes a case of uh, what do you pick? And Craig and I don't like to review... I mean, we, it's always fun to enjoy a movie that's so bad it's good, but we don't really intentionally set out to review just really horrible, awful, terrible, bad movies. Right. So when you're looking at these Christmas movies on this list, you got to be a little careful. And when I saw this movie, I thought it might, we might regret it <laughs> because I'd never heard of it before. I don't know if it was ever released in the theaters. And it's called Santa's Sleigh, spelled S-L-A-Y. And it was released in 2005. You know, the DVD cover looks pretty cheap. And it's billed as a comedy fantasy on IMDb. It doesn't say anything about horror, although it's definitely horror because it's really, really gory. Uh, and it's it's a slasher movie. It's about a killer Santa. Mm-hmm. So we set out to review this, and I knew nothing about it. So how about you, Craig? Did, had you heard of this before? Had you seen it before? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was looking at it, and I was like, are, are, am I, are we sure we haven't done this already? <laughs> 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 it's been so long, and we've done so many. But uh, no, I took a look at it, and... It looked somewhat familiar, so I thought maybe I had seen it before. It turns out I hadn't. I must have just read about it or seen it somewhere. And I was looking at um, the IMDb page. I I didn't want to read a lot of spoilers or anything, but I just, you know, see who it was directed by, who was in it, uh, that kind of stuff. And I'm reading all these names like James Caan and Chris Kattan and Fran Drescher. (laughs) And I'm like, whoa, like, what? Rebecca Gayhart, like, not necessarily that, aside from James Caan, not that any of these are, like, you know, A-list film actors or anything. I mean, Fran Drescher's famous in her own right, and Rebecca Gayhart's done some genre movies, and... Well, they're all pretty famous, though. I mean, yeah, Rebecca Gayhart was the Noxima girl. Remember her? I know. Yeah, she she was was She was the killer in Urban Legend. Yeah, all that. Fran Drescher. I know. I'm not saying I don't like her. Yeah, I'm not... I I was impressed to see all of these names. Yeah, yeah. And as, you know, I, I don't guess that I should have really been surprised by this, but all of those big names really are just cameos in the first scene. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny and really silly. Really silly, yeah. But, you know, it, it, it sets the tone uh, for the movie. Honestly, it left me, it, though it was very funny, and I, I really did enjoy, especially that first scene, 
Um, it always kind of makes me feel bad for poor James Caan. James Caan is an amazing <laughs> actor. He's a really great actor, but he's been divorced so many times that he just has to take any role offered to him because <laughs> he's paying all these ex-wives. I mean, I've seen him talk about this in interviews. It's he oh, really? really like, yeah, I mean, he just has to take anything that's offered, which is too bad because he used to be kind of at the top of his game. Um, yeah. But whatever, you know, he's a a good sport about it, or at least he appears to be on screen, and and so whatever. Overall, I, I get you know what this movie is about. You know, I think that it originally premiered on German television in a series of uh, films that the German title is like the worst movies ever made, or something like that. So <laughs> it knows. What it is. What it is and, and what it's trying to be, and that's fine. Frankly, after that first scene, I found it to kind of be a slog to get through. Yeah. I was excited <laughs> when I looked it up on IMDb and saw that it was only an hour and 17 minutes. I was like, woohoo! Mm. It felt long. <laughs> like, it felt really, really long. Yeah. And and it's 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 just silly and and has some kind of incoherent plot points and the thing that I guess bothered me but shouldn't have it, because I think that if somebody were seeking out this type of movie silly heavy on the action um, if somebody were seeking it out I think that they would be satisfied yeah. I I don't know as always I watched it in the middle of the day blah 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 and it just felt like. They thought of these interesting scenes to insert Santa in and do kind of these set piece killer Santa things with every gag, like every Christmas uh, item you can think of to kill somebody with Santa uses in this movie. But it felt like that's what they did. They filmed these great set pieces and these like kind of one-off scenes. And then they kind of wove it together with the storyline. But the storyline is a little blah and like <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right i mean <laughs> and it's really it's all just an excuse for these action bits and the action scenes are quite good actually i was i thought the action scenes were very serviceable fun. it shows its low budget in so many ways the movie does at times look really cheap i mean sometimes the sets look like cheap sets and at other times there's a lot of outdoor action with what are obviously crane shots or things seem actually pretty big it's really interesting that dichotomy there when you're watching the movie i found it a little jarring you know when we first started it up and this first scene starts out just in um it's just like a rich family it's like boobs 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 chris Kattan, james con chris Kattan, james right. Con, right and everybody's just uh sitting there and and just goofy stuff is happening like somebody's trying to put his hand up for somebody else's skirt under the table and james con's just like pissed off for some reason and there's a tiny little dog that's yapping around that has its own little bed you know just a stereotypical we're all rich kind of house and then santa comes down the chimney ho, 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 and immediately starts slaughtering everybody. Starting with the dog. <laughs> yeah, starting with the dog. He kicks across the room, which was awesome. Into the into the ceiling fan. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. It was. Uh, like, I mean, the whole scene is funny. Like, they're just assholes. They're just rich assholes. That's yeah. what they're playing. And, you know, I, I, I probably all of these people have fans 
there were two daughters um, that I didn't recognize, but I bet somebody would. I yeah, don't know. Probably. But um, one of them uh, says, like, the blessing. and Thank you for the bountiful food that you've provided for us and that our loving family can be together this Christmas. Also, thank you for not making us poor or Samoan. Thank you for Mexican Pharmaceuticals, the latest M-Class, and that those that are less fortunate work harder. And that's when when Santa comes down. And Santa's played by a professional wrestler slash actor. This isn't his only movie. His name's Bill Goldberg, and he's this big, hulking guy. He looks like a professional wrestler. Yeah. But he's got the long, white, gray beard, and they've got him dressed as Santa, of course. And he bursts through the fireplace, and they all sit there wide-eyed. And um, Fran Drescher says, Santa? And he's like, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> and, there, and there are so many stupid, stupid, stupid lines, lines like, that. like that. Yeah. That I, you know, if you're in the right frame of mind, it, it would make you laugh, I guess. I just, I was rolling my eyes. Yeah. And then it's just, you know, it's a series of violence, which is what the movie is about. He And, and goofy violence. He's, he kicks the dog into the ceiling fan and then. He does like a barrel roll onto the table and he stabs the dad's hands into the table with like the meat fork and knife or something. And he blowtorches mom's face and then drowns her in the eggnog. And, you know, these are, it's James Conn and Fran Drescher. And it's kind of funny to see Fran Drescher running around with a blowtorch to the face. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of funny. Somebody runs away and he grabs the star off the top of the Christmas tree and throws it like a ninja star across the room and impales yes. in the back. And go- I, it's all this kind of stuff. Yeah, he ends up bludgeoning the dad with like the Christmas roast and <laughs> I mean, and, and, and that's it. And then the title comes up and then there's a, uh, a credits sequence where they kind of show you the backstory and i was but everything like there's text uh it's like pages of a book and you can see the illustrations but the text is in icelandic and i was thinking oh my gosh i have to pay close attention to this because i can't read it so i have to pay close attention to what the pictures are showing me so i know what the backstory is well it turns out there's a big exposition scene later so yeah (laughs) you don't really need to pay that close attention (laughs) but uh what you do get from it is that Santa was involved in some sort of contest. He was evil, but he was involved in some sort of contest, and it was supposed to be good for well, He lost, and then he had to be nice and give away gifts for a thousand years or something. But it shows you when it started, and then in 2005, which is when the movie was released and when it's set, time's up, and he's evil again. Yeah, well... S- Santa's like the Antichrist, basically. <laughs> like the, it said there were two virgin births, right? One belonged to God and was Jesus, and one belonged to Satan, and it was Santa. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but yeah, he he became like you said. There was a deal that happened and a contest, and he lost. And he was forced to become good for a thousand years, and now he the thousand years is up. Yep. So this takes place in a place called Hell Township. And yeah. just like the first scene, the next scene is in this Jewish deli with the stereotypical Jewish deli owner there. Um, and there's a kid working there whose name is Nicholas. And there's this woman named Mrs. Talbot who is just the most foul-mouthed, bitter, 
woman you could imagine. What the hell is in the holiday hoagie? Turkey cranberry stuffing mayo. What? Slow down. Turkey, raisinets, Cheerios, cranberries, gummy bears, Altoids. Oh, you're being cute, you little shit. Just give me the roast beef plain. None of that lean crap. You're just as loony as your crackpot grandfather. And and that's kind of how it is. Like all the characters in this movie are are caricatures. It, it's almost like oh yeah. It's almost like continuous Saturday Night Live skits. You know, one right after the other in many ways. Yeah. And she goes out of there and she gets into her car. I mean, there's this is it. Like we're just gonna get full on Santa killing people from now on. Like from the very beginning because she gets into her car and with really no setup or anything, she's driving down the road adjusting her cigarette, and behind her, out in the middle of the open <laughs> is Demon Santa on his sleigh with his demon. Uh, they looked like buffaloes, but I guess they're supposed to yeah. be reindeer. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, I, I think it was just one buffalo, but they refer to it as a reindeer <laughs> throughout. I'm like it's not any reindeer I've seen. And when he's chasing the lady, like again, just these one-liners that are so silly. Like she's swerving all over the road, so he can't pass. Like I feel like just his intention is just to pass her, but because yeah. she's all over the road, he says, "Move, bitch, get out the way." <laughs> Come on, and then he runs her off the road and the car flips over and she's dead apparently and yeah i mean it's it's just that it's just let's put santa in these scenarios and he'll kill people and then back to the story back to the story <laughs> the, the main, <laughs> really the main story is nick nicholas and uh, his friend mary or matt mick i think he calls her most of the time mm, yeah they both work at that deli they get off for christmas and they go back to his place and they sit and watch and he he lives with his crazy grandfather and the one thing you get in the first 10 minutes is everybody's somehow referring to how crazy his grandfather is and uh his grandfather's just an eccentric dude um he's got like five locks on the front door and he's played by a very famous actor yeah <laughs> named robert culp robert culp's been in everything uh, he's not alive oh my anymore, god he has a huge resume uh he was massive. on um greatest american hero and I don't know. I mean, he's been in a bazillion things. And he was familiar. And there are other actors in this movie like that, too. And we've talked about this with other movies. They're these actors that you know you've seen. Mm. You may not be able to necessarily pinpoint where. I mean, um, the the guy that runs the store, Mr. Green, Mm -hmm. he's played by a guy named Sal Rubinek, who has been on TV and some movies for decades. I mean, you're going to recognize him. I, I Again, I couldn't place him anywhere specifically, but I knew I had seen him in a bunch of stuff. The grandpa, Robert Culp, like, is just this eccentric old man. He's almost, in a less sciency way, he's almost like Doc Brown. Kind yeah. Of. Um, in, in the way that he looks and a little bit in the way that he acts, maybe not quite as eccentric outwardly, but you're right. Like he's got all these locks on the door and he's got a bunker that, um, Nicholas didn't even know about, but he (laughs) shows him and, um, Nicholas is played by a kid named Douglas Smith who, again, has a, for a young man, has a pretty impressive resume, but I didn't recognize him from anything. Mary is played by Emile or Emily, I'm not sure, DeRaven, who was on Lost, I, I, I yeah. think, for the duration of the show. Yeah, she was Claire. Uh-huh. I, re- I really liked her on that show. She was also in the Hills Have Eyes remake and Brick. Oh, right, right. Um, and I guess more recently, the TV series Once Upon a Time, she played 
the bell oh character. yep that's right mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah i mean she's right. very recognizable and 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 very good i mean all the acting in this is pretty competent considering they're just being goofy considering you know yeah. that's all it really is it's it's like it's like like i said it's like watching a saturday night live sketch but yeah i his grandpa this is where i thought things looked a little cheap like i thought grandpa all of grandpa's little inventions and this, his house and even his bunker everything looks like bunker, a set yeah. you know it was kind of even even the door leading to the bunker, which is supposed to be this big metal door, looked looked like a painted <laughs> yeah. metal set kind of thing. Uh, anyway, Santa goes back out, and I guess he decides to stand and pretend to be a Salvation Army bell ringer for a moment. And a bum comes up, and he just slaughters the bum. Again, in the middle of the street. <laughs> there are people wandering around. And it's like, again, it's just, okay, so story, meet Grandpa, here's the bunker, Back to Santa, you know, yeah. just random scene, <laughs> and like, why is Demon Santa ringing the bell for Salvation it Army? Makes like, no it sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but he's got a candy cane in his mouth, so you know he can pull Stab. it out, and of course, right, it's all pointy from having been sucked on, and he stabs it in the guy's eye and throws him in a dumpster. Back to story. Back to story. <laughs> Grandpa, Grandpa uh, says some offhanded comment about how you should be a little worried about Santa this year to Nicholas, and Nicholas is suddenly interested. He's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And Grandpa says, let me show you. And he goes to his closet and cranks up some safe again from the ground that the kid didn't know about, pulls out this giant book called The Book of Claws, which is clearly a family heirloom. And he starts going through it and telling the real story of Christmas, which is what we just described to you. But I really liked this bit because the backstory was told in a flashback sequence that was stop motion animation in the Rankin Bass Christmas special style. You know, the Frosty, the Snowman, yep. or the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They copped that style a bit and did the stop-motion animation for this, which is really funny. Uh, I, I really liked that bit, actually. I figured, like, that's probably where most of the money for the budget probably went. <laughs> well, it was my favorite part. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, those Christmas specials were, you know our parents day you know is when they came out but they they play every year they were a big part of my childhood i still watch them sometimes you know now and um so it had a nice nostalgia to it but it was also cute because though it was very much in that style it it was still kind of dark you know santa was scary and at the end he breathes fire i just thought it was really funny like we gave the basic premise, but what it is is uh, God disguises one of his angels as an old man, and this old man um, challenges uh, Santa, who is a demon, to a contest, and it's curling, which I just <laughs> thought was so cute. It's so random. <laughs> 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 they cut a hole in the ice, and he says, you know, whoever gets closest to the hole with get out going in, it wins. And Santa goes, I'll go first. And he gets it as close as could possibly be to the edge without going over. And then the old angel just uh, pushes his in. <laughs> rolls, yeah. rolls his down and knocks Santa's into the hole, and his stops outside the hole. And so now Santa's got to be good for a thousand years. You know, the angel should have, from the beginning, should have just said, hey, you just got to be good forever. I don't know why he threw the thousand years on. Yeah, him, but uh, uh, thousand years seems like a long time at the time. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> for an immortal angel, though, I don't know. Big surprise. I don't know if you saw it coming from a mile away that Grandpa turned out to be that angel. 
he sure looked like him in the cartoon. The, yeah, the stop motion character looked like him, so mm. I, I kind of figured. But again, it doesn't make any sense. No. Like <laughs> later, later on, when the kid finds out that his grandpa was the angel, the grandpa's like, "Well, I just loved your grandmother so much, I decided to stay around." Well. <laughs> Did you meet his grandmother a, a thousand years ago? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know. Silly. Whatever. You get over it. It's not important anyway. We also learn out that their last name is Yulson. <laughs> Nicholas Yulson. <Yeah. laughs> oh, it's so goofy. So that happens. And then, um, you know, Mick comes over, gives Nick a gun. Something I thought was going to be significant didn't turn out to be. He talked about how he never really liked mm-hmm. Christmas and his whole reason for not liking Christmas isn't some traumatic story like, for example, we get in Gremlins, but it's just like, eh, he never really got the stuff he asked for. Right. He'd ask for uh, Transformers, and he'd end up getting an Easy Bake Oven. And so she comes over and gives him what looks like a gun, but then when he's like, what What are you doing? And she says, look at it. And uh, he opens it up, and it's actually a little Transformer that looks like a gun, and has no significance later into the plot, which I was a little disappointed by. Anyway, they hang out, and at the same time, uh, there's a pastor at a church who is uh, preaching to the church for a little bit about giving away money, and the next scene, he's going to a strip club. Mm-hmm. And after he enters the strip club, Santa pulls up to the strip club <laughs> and says, Where do you think you're going, fat boy? I thought I'd stuff some stockings. And, uh, I know. Every, it's just so many jokes like this. And he delivers this in his wrestler voice. Every single time, right? Mm-hmm. It, he had such a Jesse the Body Ventura vibe that I kept going back and going, is this not <laughs> Jesse the Body Ventura? No, it's just, just they all have this voice, right? So uh, yeah, he goes into the strip club and we get all of our boobies where he just, for no good reason, just because he's Demon Santa now and he can do whatever he wants, uh, runs around in this sequence. Very creative, actually, action sequence where he's, like, doing flips. I, this is a pretty elaborate strip club for being what looked like a hole in uh, otherwise yeah. tiny little town. But there's a woman on a swing up above the, the dance floor, and he jumps up into that, which conveniently plants his face right between her legs. And I read somewhere online that that's his real-life wife. Yeah, they met on the set. Oh, And sh- she agreed to do the movie because she thought it was going to star Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but <laughs> instead oh. it was bill goldberg <laughs> bit of a mistake there yeah but they but they met and they fell in love and they got married and i think they're still married so good for them yeah i mean what a story to tell your kids right right i mean it's forever captured on film you can you know share that with the children mm-hmm. um but this whole scene it, it, it's it's a wrestling scene you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. This this guy's putting his wrestling, his professional wrestling skills to work, jumping yeah. up on tables and hitting people over the back of the flipping head. And, and... Right, flipping around, swinging around, you know, going up against three or four other big guys, taking them out, you know, one by one with chairs and whatever. And I say that, and it's silly, but... It's really kind of fun to watch. I, I actually found it to be one of the more fun scenes in the movie. It was. I I completely agree. And then there's a bunch of goofiness, like as soon as he falls, okay, so his face has been in the stripper's crotch for, you know, a couple seconds as he swings over, and he jumps down and uh, chases a woman off a stripper pole, and he's about to grab the pole, but then he kind of looks at it and is like, 
ew. And then ew. pops off screen and immediately pops back on with uh, some spray bottle with some cleanser and a rag to wipe the pole down before he picks it up and rips it out of its its socket and uses it to fight. I mean, it's this kind of humor. It's It, it gets really goofy. But but it was creative. I mean, like, he fights some people off with the pole, and then he's kind of advancing on this one dude with the pole, and the guy looks at him, is kind of, uh, kind of backed up against the wall, and Santa tosses the pole to him, and he's like, what? And then he kind of shoves the pole upwards into a light fixture, which electrocutes this guy. And yeah, like, all of the, this was kind of a bit of a surprise. Like, th- this whole sequence was really interesting, like you said. You didn't really know where it was going to go. There's a lot of clever, creative bits to it. And um, maybe more so than everything else in the movie, but some of the other fight scenes in the movie were also fun. Yeah. And as he's getting ready to leave, he uh, turns around and all the topless strippers are kind of cowering, you know, in booths and behind around corners and stuff. And he pulls something out of his pocket, I think, and it looks like a rock, and he blows on it, and it turns into, like, a glowing coal... And he looks at the strippers and goes, naughty, and then throws the coal towards them. And it, like, just ignites the whole um, place. And I, I guess we're left to believe that uh, they all burned up in there. Which, it doesn't come right on the heels of this scene, but later there's another scene in the church because the pastor manages to sneak out. And there's another scene the next day where he addresses the tragedy that happened in that den of iniquity. <laughs> and then he reads off all of the strippers' names. So pray with me, if you will, for the salvation of Crystal Candy, Sierra Rains, Dixie Wrecked, Tess Tickler. <laughs> it's such an old joke, you know, such an old joke. Yeah. But you keep seeing, too, in between some of these scenes, like like in a transition moment, after we've seen Santa kill a bunch of people, we go back to the story, there's often like an outdoor scene, and up in the sky, you can see Santa's sleigh kind of go across, and it's like billowing some smoke out the back, kind of like it's a, a dirty pickup or something like that, you know? he's Not only does he have mm. these demonic reindeer and this odd buffalo at the front, but also apparently has some kind of engine generating fire out the back. Yeah, um, it has its moments. It has its little touches, I guess. And then, you know, there's just a bunch of silly stuff. Like, the kid goes on, so now he's kind of investigating, barely, Santa. And he goes on to the Gonad Network online, which is the <laughs> great, I don't know, it's like NORAD. I don't know. And Hoo-Ya instead of Yahoo yeah. search. <laughs> and it looks like the it looks like the internet from like nineteen eighty five. Like yeah, it the, does. the graphics are so bad and silly and even for two thousand five that was a bit dated. Yeah. I mean he basically just Googles Is Santa real? And the computer's like, uh, how old are you? And he's like sixteen and he's like, No. Santa's not real. Sorry if your parents hadn't had that talk with you yet. <laughs> like, it's just so stupid. Yeah. <sighs> then there's this yeah. odd odd random scene where Santa's not even in it. But I guess the implication is supposed to be that even though he might not be there, he's already wreaking havoc with people. Because uh, it's Christmas morning now. Yeah. Yeah. And there are these two kids and they're, they're older kids. And they're sitting down in front of their old, like, look like their grandmother and grandpa. Angels! Santa has left you some surprises. I can't wait to see the shit we got. Can we open our motherfucking presents now? Of course. Go ahead, kids. Let's see what Santa got you. 
And then they open the presents and the presents explode and blow their heads off. Yeah. And then grandma and grandpa just look at each other and she looks for it, looks at it and says, fuck. Because <laughs> ha ha, it's an old lady saying the F word. But you know? see, that's exactly what I, I'm talking about. Like, it's just a series of random scenes very loosely tied together and and that's it's fine i mean that that it's nothing is wrong what with it this is, but it's like naked gun it, well it's yeah it's worse than naked it is gun, it's more it like, is that, like that yeah 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 maybe not as skillful but in that vein yes mm-hmm and so, then San, okay then then there's the scene in the church where he reads the strippers names and then Santa breaks into the deli and fights Mr. Green, who, like, tries to be a badass, but then he, he like, Michael Myers-style pins um, Mr. Green to the wall with a menorah through the throat. Um, but then Santa sees a picture hanging in the deli of Mr. Green and Nicholas and the grandpa, and he obviously makes note of it. So, you know, it's it's... It's pretty on the nose that he's looking for these people. If you haven't figured out why yet, you know, I mean, it seems pretty obvious. And yeah, my other favorite <laughs> three seconds of the movie is, um, Nicholas goes to a gas station. I only remember what he's getting. It totally is insignificant, but he goes in and the, uh, guy behind the counter is standing there. And it's a big guy. And he's got his back to the camera, and I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be somebody. This is going to be a cameo." And I mm. and I was totally right. He turns around, and it was Tony, uh, or no, excuse me, Tommy Tiny Lister, um, who played Debo in Friday. <laughs> yeah. Or well, I was <laughs> I was thinking he played Zeus in No Holds Barred. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's funny. The Hulk Hogan movie. You remember that one? The big Hulk Hogan wrestling movie in the '80s. 1989, I, I think. No, I didn't see it. I yeah, he was Zeus. It, he was the guy, you know, with the weird eye who goes up against him. It's hilarious. And he's in it for a second. Like, it was obviously just for the cameo, but that's mm, fun. Whatever. Yeah. And then Nick goes to, Nick hears about the break-in at the deli on the radio, and so he runs there, and he finds Mr. Green, who nonsensically is not dead, but wakes up just for a second long enough to say, there is a Santa Claus, and then he dies. <laughs> Which is, I guess, supposed to be funny because it's a Jewish guy, you know, saying right. there's a Santa yeah. Claus or whatever. And then the police come in and one of the cops is like, you know, something just isn't kosher here. I'm going to have to take you back to the station for questioning. <laughs> yeah, and there's some Hasidic Jews outside, too. And, and he tells his partner, and grab those Amish guys, too. <laughs> 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 that was funnier than the kosher joke, actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, okay. And so then he goes to the police station, and the captain's name is Captain Tony Cock, C A U L K, which is clearly a setup for a whole bunch of cock jokes that we're going to get later. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some odd reason, he's wearing a Santa suit too. I don't know. Um, yeah. And. Nicholas is trying to tell him all this business about what's going on. Of course, he doesn't believe it, and he chases him out of there um, and said, you're just as crazy as your uncle. And then uh, Santa comes in immediately afterwards and tases him in the nuts. Mm -hmm. And he's dead. And then as he walks out, you see that the entire police station, all of the cops have been killed uh, by Santa as they leave. And then 
I think uh, at this point, uh, they're driving down the street now. We've got Nicholas and Mary in the same truck, who have made up, apparently. Like, she was really stormed away mad at him a few scenes earlier. And now trauma, I think, has brought them back together. And uh, as they're driving down the street, and he's, he's, she's, he's telling her exactly what's happening. And his theory is that at the North Pole, when it turns midnight, all of this is going to be over, which would be like 7 p.m. their time. Because he was given... Uh, by Mr. Green, a world clock, which is also so quaint. Mm -hmm. Um, It's this big, ugly-looking tablet thing that's supposed to show you the time all over the world. So conveniently, it comes in very handy here for his calculation of 7 p.m. Our time is going to be midnight at the North Pole, and he thinks that's when Santa's reign of terror is going to end. So he's just like, we just got to like hide out for two and a half more hours uh, and be done with it. At that same time, the police, a police car comes up from behind, you know, <laughs> he's like, oh no, he's, 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 he's after me again. And the woman says, what is it with you and cock? And then <laughs> as he's pulling her over, he goes, oh, this really sucks. And she says, cock? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's 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 high. Yeah, I can't believe I wrote that down. Um, how did I? Write that? Why did I even write this? Down? I don't know. But this this scene was kind of fun too. Like because yeah. they get pulled over and then we see because the camera is facing them, so we can see off to the side and through their rear window that it's actually Santa Claus in a cop car. And eventually they turn around and at first Nicholas thinks it's cock, but. Uh, it's not, and he, and they realize that, and so they they floor it and take off. But Santa starts chasing them, and um, she, Mary's like, uh, "My dad has a shotgun under the seat," and so they're trying to mess around with that. And when they look back, Santa's gone. But it turns out that he's caught up with them, and he's on the top of the truck. And there's a whole sequence, a stunt sequence with him in the bed of the truck, and they're swerving around on the road. And Nicholas is trying to get the gun loaded, and Eventually he does, and um, he shoots Santa, and Santa falls over backwards, and I think falls out of the truck. And so it seems like he's hurt a little bit, but he gets immediately back up and then calls or whistles for his um, buffalo. And then Nick and Mary go to Grandpa's. And Santa kills a bunch of carolers in front of their house and they lock themselves in the bunker. You know, and Santa's tearing down the walls and the doors to get to them or whatever. They sneak out the back and grandpa puts them on the two kids on snowmobiles, but they can't get them going or Mary can't get hers going or something. And so Santa shows up and grandpa and Santa kind of have the, you know, saloon showdown in the snowy alley a little bit and this is where we officially find out that grandpa was the angel um you know it's a lot of that i haven't seen you in a long time you look worse for the wear yeah stupid dialogue i don't know and then and then (laughs) and it seems like they're gonna have this big showdown but santa does a whistle and his buffalo slash reindeer with their sleigh come out of nowhere from behind grandpa and he spins around and it runs him over and then Santa goes, Oh, Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. Uh, oh, God. 
And so the kids, uh, they, they both jump on the one snowmobile that will start, and they take off. And then there's just a high pursuit, and this goes on for way too long. But anyway, Santa's in pursuit of them, and he's on his sleigh, kind of half in the air, half not sometimes. They're g- cu- cutting through the wilderness and through town. Santa's throwing exploding throwing presents present. at them. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, they pass through a bunch of um, skeet shooters that are out there shooting um, and, and scare them and go through that. And, well, when he goes through town he kind of rams the minister who is in a santa suit and the minister kind of flips over the front of the sled and and sits in the sled and then santa knocks him out and i knew that was going to be significant but i couldn't figure out why and i mean it's just for convenience sake at the end but he's Mm. got that other like unconscious guy in the santa suit in there with him for the rest of the movie yeah, um, I mean it's That's weird. it's it's just a setup for the end, but mm. it's a weird setup because it happens. I don't know a good ten minutes or so before the end, so you're like, what the heck? Yeah, but whatever. The kids break into a school. They find a nutcracker that the grandpa had put in Nicholas's bag, and then my next note is Santa loses the jacket, which was another one of my favorite parts of the movie because you know this this guy the wrestler bill goldberg he takes off his santa coat and the guy's just ripped like yeah he's huge his arms are like the size of my waist and i mean that was cool (laughs) (laughs) well the casting was good right he's totally convincing as a demon santa a hundred percent he looks the part no question. No question. He can say and do the things that he does. But then there's a more goofiness. Like, they go in the freaking library of the school, and they're hiding. And Santa has a little smoke bomb that looks like an ornament that he chucks over the stacks. And I think more or less pretending not to notice them now all of a sudden. He's, uh pulls a book off a stack right on the other side, and it's the Christmas Carol. And he opens it up and uh-huh. looks at it and says, Wow, Christmas sure can scare the dickens out of people. Uh, at which point the smoke overwhelms these two and they run off and he continues to chase them through the school it's like oh my god and they they end up in the school ice rink <laughs> yes okay. clearly the school <laughs> the school ice rink well i don't know this is what this place is supposed to be way up north in canada it might work i guess but this is it's then true i know the, but it, it's got to be right it's got to it's got to end up here cuz we got to come to the f- the big curling finale <laughs> <laughs> right. But I like, you know, they they they're they ch- they uh, are being chased by Santa like as they're going out of I don't know, at some point when they're being pursued, Santa either either throws coal at them. It looked like he shot fire out of his mouth. Mm, mm. <laughs> I, 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 I think don't that's know. exactly what happens. He breathed fire out of his mouth. It was like a fireball that went at them. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Um, so, but, so they end up at the ice rink where they decide to take a little romantic break. Yes. <laughs> like, Suddenly Santa's just a, holding off for a while while they have their moment. <laughs> and they're just sitting there talking and Nicholas is like, I can't believe we're being hunted by Santa of all effing people. <laughs> <laughs> And they start to kiss, and then, of course, Santa shows up on a Zamboni. <laughs> I mean, come. I mean, if you're going to shoot on an ice rink, you got to put Santa on a Zamboni. I guess so, I mean, right? That's it's pretty great. Yeah. And um, and then Grandpa, this part I didn't understand. Grandpa Angel, Angel Grandpa shows up. Yeah, this part I didn't understand, because Angel Grandpa, you know, materializes back into air, and... Santa makes a comment to him about, I thought, you know, you gave up your mortality when you went through that 
uh, when you when you hooked up with that Earth woman? And he said, well, things have started coming back to me lately. So does that mean that after his wife died, he got his more immortality back? And that's why when he got run over, he could just resurrect? Oh, who knows? Uh, like, I'm not it really, doesn't make I don't need sense. to. <laughs> I was just curious. None of that made sense yeah. to me. But anyway, yeah. So uh, they have their showdown again, and, and Grandpa... Um, suggests that they have the same deal again, only this time it's going to be for eternity. If he wins the curling contest, then Santa will forever be good. A hole to hell in the ice rink is formed, and they start out their curling competition, and this time Grandpa goes first and gets it right up to the edge of the hole. And then Santa cheats by picking up Grandpa and just sliding him straight into the hole. Mm Mm-hmm to which the kids are upset by, and as soon as Santa turns on them, Grandpa had had left a tag on that um, nutcracker saying some gifts are more useful or something. The greatest gift, the good, the gifts worth giving are the ones that are useful or something. And he says that to him before he starts the curling. And so that's the clue to Nicholas that when Santa's suddenly coming towards him to whip the nutcracker out of his backpack, and when he pulls the back of the nutcracker, it shoots a chest nut is that mm. is this the play on words that's supposed to be significant into santa's chest which i guess is magical or something and santa falls backwards presumably defeated well but it incapacitates him for a second and they think he's dead yeah they think he's taking yeah him. and you know the the whole time zone thing had come into play like nick's like it's after seven you have no powers anymore and then santa does this whole spiel about time zones and mary's like oh he's scary yet educational like (laughs) just the silliest lines but so he's incapacitated they pull grandpa out of the hellhole then santa escapes on the zamboni like he bursts through the wall and, and goes and grandpa's like he's bluffing he's powerless now and so they all start chasing after him, but for some reason, Grandpa can't leave the ice rink. There's like a yeah. force field or something. What was that Completely about? Completely unexplained. <laughs> I don't know. That made no sense. Oh, God. I guess he just lives there now. I don't know. <laughs> I'll always be with you, son. <laughs> Disappears. Yeah, so weird. So Mary and Nicholas go back to the firing range that they had driven through before, and, you know, it's all these guys with guns, and they're like, uh, how'd you like to be able to hang a stuffed flying reindeer over your mantle or whatever? And there's, you know, this Native American man smoking a cigarette and also talking through his vocalizer thing. So dumb. Um, but so, uh, Mary, I think, whistles, and the, the, the sleigh starts coming. Everybody starts shooting at it, but nothing happens until Mary's dad shows up. And it's been established earlier that Mary's dad is kind of this crazy hunter. Like, he hunts endangered animals and stuff. He shows up and shoots the buffalo with a bazooka. (laughs) (laughs) And the the whole sled explodes and, like, meat, like, lands all around them. And everything... Seems like it's okay, like it's over, uh, and you see Santa has been impaled on a flagpole. 
Oh no, this um, is um, but, this is not Santa. Actually, this is the the priest. Right. The, the priest. Right. That was the whole setup. He had to be. He had to be on the sled so that when it got blown up, there would be this red herring. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that that everybody but Mary and Nicholas think is Santa, but Mary and Nicholas know that it's not. And Nicholas says something like, I feel like my adventures are just beginning yeah. or something like that. <laughs> oh, like, God. I was like, don't tell me they were trying to set this up for a sequel. Uh, oh, I know, right? Uh, uh, and and so he, I guess Santa had had somehow gotten the Book of Claws, but now it's on the ground and Nicholas picks it up again like this is going to be, you know, his Santa hunting manual or something. <laughs> um and and they had they share a romantic kiss and then the last scene is santa in full biker garb you know looking like a badass biker at yeah. the airport and he's trying to buy a ticket to the north pole and the counter lady's like do you have any bags and he picks up his big red santa sack puts it on the <laughs> counter Ugh. Uh, and then he goes and sits down between two average sized people and he's just this huge hulking man just sitting there kind of standing around and um I feel like he breaks the fourth wall and says his wrestling tagline to the camera and then then that's that's it that's the movie <laughs> you know I mean it is what it is, and this is just that kind of movie. It's not what I was expecting. You know, we do a horror podcast. Even even though we do a lot of horror comedy, we kind of want to do horror more. Yeah. You know, we like our horror comedies to be heavy on horror. I didn't really feel like this was that heavy on horror just because it was so, so dumb. But gory. But, you know, it had the horror elements of a demonic Santa running around killing people. It had great... Great action sequences for mo you know half of them were great, some of them just went on too long. Not a lot of it made sense, so it's the kind of movie where you just hang your discernment at the door and if you're in the mood for a bunch of goofy dumbass one liners, a plot that you don't even need to follow because it makes no sense, characters that are just caricatures so that you can just plow through a bunch of action scenes and watch a lot of gore is a lot of blood and gore the 41 body count in this movie is 41 then yeah i mean it's just it's just a goofy just a big dumb goofy movie yeah and uh i'm, I'm not opposed to that at all i mean no. it's it was fine for what it was uh, so you know if that's what you're in for that's what you're looking for I, i'd recommend it to you i guess yeah, I mean, it's a popcorn movie, it's a drive-in movie, it's a snuggle up with your loved one on Christmas Eve just for some, you know, stupid fun. Oh, um, I am sure this is a tradition for a lot of people. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who just love this movie and probably put it on every year and get a real kick out of it. And, yeah. And I don't blame them, you know? It's, no, I get it. Yeah. It's it's not my cup of tea. I didn't really like it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty stupid. But then again, there have been movies that I've really liked that other people have thought are really stupid. So it's it's just one. Of, it's yeah. I, I think it's kind of hit or miss. You know, it, if you're in the mood for it and you know what you're getting into and that's what you're looking for, I think you're gonna get it in spades. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I just thought it was okay. Not bad fun and even though to me now to be fair 
when we watch these movies, you know, I take a bunch of notes and I'm going back and forth between the movie and IMDb and writing down the actors' names and, you know, so I, I, I guess my point is, like, I'm focused on the analytical part of it and that's not what this movie's about. No, you know, this is not. This is not a movie that you want to try to think about, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> just, just put it on and maybe halfway pay attention and it's only an hour and 15 minutes long um yeah and i think it could be fun it could be fun in the right environment and it's not i mean it's not scary uh, it's it's maybe imdb no. description is very apropos you know uh, it's a comedy fantasy it's super bloody and it has this kind of supernatural element to it but as far as considering it a horror movie if you define a horror movie as a movie that has some level of tension or scare in it uh this isn't that it's definitely not that well, and if it were something that, like, you know, when I was an adolescent, early teenage boy, if it was something that I had, you know, gone to the video store and picked up with my cousins mm. and we had sat around and watched it together, I probably would have loved it. You would have like, loved it, yeah. Been, we Me probably would have been quoting it for days, mm. you know. But I'm old now. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with us? <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this movie or you want to see some of the other movies that we've reviewed, you can find us anywhere online just by Googling Two Guys and a Chainsaw. We have a website, twoguys.red40net.com, where you can leave a message for us or uh, on Facebook as well. Just uh, send us a message through any of those ways to let us know what you thought of this movie, to let us know any requests that you might have. We still have at least a couple more weeks of holiday horror movies to bring to you this year till we ring in 2021. Thank God. Oh, God, yeah. 2021 can't come soon enough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. With two guys and a chainsaw. Ah.